We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true story. In this episode, we have a conversation with Sharon Kaitzer. She was one of the storytellers at the Hear My True Story Project Kampala. We get to know the backstory behind the storyteller. Welcome to Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1 where we tell true stories and have conversations about real-life experiences with non-storytellers and storytellers from Uganda. Hear My True Story Kampala is a joint project between Hear My True Story podcast and Omoti Creative, an organization in Uganda. Omoti Creative is an arts organization that provides safe and free learning spaces for creative arts, educational support, and cultural exchange opportunities to children and youth in Uganda. Uh, dear our listeners, uh, we are really excited today to have a conversation with Sharon Kaitsa. She will introduce herself as one of the guest storytellers in the project that we're doing in Uganda. Yeah. So, Sharon, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I would like you to maybe introduce yourself to our listeners on this podcast, here, my true story podcast, and perhaps that would be nice to begin with. Okay, my name is Haitha Sharon. I work with Omti Creative, uh, an organization that works with Otako Williams as well. And uh, I am passionate about working with children and the young people. Uh, I believe in a changed community, but also beginning with the children and the youth. Yes. Wow. So that's interesting. You already work with young people and your social work. That's what you said in one of yes. your stories. Yeah, good. So Sharon, I have one question for you. Uh, have you ever done storytelling before? Yeah, like you would tell someone a story, yes. Mm-hmm. But then 
it's not like recorded, like you would record it. It's just like when you're telling, you're seated with a friend and you talk about a scenario, about your experience mm. and all that, but not like recording. So then what inspired you to take part in the recording of the True Story Trading podcast in Kampala? What really okay, inspired uh, you? Okay, uh, I, I've been listening to Otako's podcast. Like, I, I always see podcasts, but I never take interest in listening to them. But when I had uh, Otako's uh, podcast, I was like, why don't I listen to them? When I listened to them, I was like, mm, I think I have more stories to tell uh, because of how he was making it easy to share his stories. I was like, I, let, I have a lot of stories. So when the opportunity came and we asked to share stories from Uganda, I grabbed that opportunity. I was like, I want to listen to myself as I record this uh, podcast. That is why I got the interest. <laughs> that's why you got the interest. Wow, that's interesting. I'm really happy to hear that, that at least the podcast of Hear My True Stories inspiring other people to really also feel like sharing the stories. But I have another question for you. Uh, have you okay. ever tried to share personal stories or do you only share with other stories that are not true about your life experience? <laughs> There's, there's this, this habit some of us have. You, you usually want to tell other people's stories and you forget yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I usually have that habit of wanting to tell other people's stories than mine. But when they say true stories, like now I have a lot of stories. So I had to sit down and mm. analyze and pick the stories that I would want to go first outside there. So that is when I pick this one. But I always also tell other people's stories. But this one is mine. Mm. Wow, and how do you feel telling your real personal story, which is going to be, which is heard uh, by so many people around the world, it's, it's on online, on various platforms, and people can listen to it. How how do you feel about that? It takes me back home, like, and I go back to uh, where I grew up from, and it brings me back to where I, the roots where I grew up, and I'm like, oh, this is where I have come to, so... I feel good. I feel like it's such a good memory to to remember, um, but also mm. takes it it takes me back home to our culture as well. So I really feel good to tell a story. You know, it's beautiful to tell a story than experiencing that moment. So right now it is easier for me to tell it, mm. but at that moment I was like, no, I can't even talk about it. Yeah. Wow. That, that's interesting. So the moment you say that it takes you back home to remember what you went through as a child, then I would like to ask you a question. C can you give us some more information about your family? How many children were you? How did you grow mm -hmm. up? Maybe there are listeners who would like to know more about you. Okay, I grew up um, in a, a step, uh, you know, when you have different parents. So mm. I had like different parents that, mm. uh, like, I didn't have my mother in the home. So you can imagine, uh, wow. like, mm. like, I had I had my stepmother. So I was the only child from my mother's side, and then the mm. rest were stepchildren. So wow. it was really uh, a, a different type of story. So I had only the only relative I knew by that time was my father because mm. he was the only person that I would trust and I knew that he mm. was the only person around me. So that is mm. why we we were six children, me from one mother and then the rest were from different uh from the the other mother. So the life wasn't all that pleasing because of 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 how my mother wasn't there in the first case. 
that is where it brings me back of how I was involved in Kadoji and then my father is beating and then there's also the crying bit of, of my stepmother because they were worried about me. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I can really understand how it can be difficult to grow up in in a family where you are the only child from another mother, but you have other brothers, siblings who are from another mother and you are there alone. Did you at any point feel lonely? Did you at any point miss your mother? Or were you always communicating to your mother? I, I did miss her, but then I used to go there once, like in the holidays, like schools in Uganda, they get holidays. Uh, we, we go for, to school for three months and then you get one month holiday. So I would mm. go and visit her in the holidays. And then sometimes you would feel lonely. I grew up knowing that it's very hard to trust people because I didn't know that the only person that was there was my father. So I was like, I can't trust my father. But then it was, it's hard, like, because you don't know whether these ones are your family or not. So it was hard for me to accept them as my family, but also so, to trust anyone, yes. Yeah, so then <laughs> I just want to ask you, you mm. said you trusted your father, but then your father is going to beat you up in your story, <laughs> what you say it. Yes. <laughs> so, how do you feel at that moment that the person you trust is punishing you beyond acceptance? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, at first I was so furious, I was, I was so angry. I was like, how can you beat me if you claim you love me? But as I grow up and telling the story, I realized that this actually this man loved me. Because the only person who loves you is the one who, like the, the, the Bible says, you, you have to spoil the road and you, you, you spare the child. So he had to spare the road by beating me up. <laughs> To, 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 to make me a better person. So I believe, but at first I hated him. I began to hate him because of, how can you beat your child like to turn blue black? I mean, all that. So, but then as I grow up, you know, as you, when you grow up, you realize that hey, this person actually loved me. That is when I began to love actually my father and mom, like, hey, this man loved me, but he protected me from such and beating me to be a better person. Because if he had not beaten me, Trust me, mm. I would have gone back to Kadodi. Maybe I would be pregnant. Maybe I would be a drunkard and all that. But now here I am telling my story and working. Okay. And uh, yes. Is the Embalu Festival celebrated only in Uganda or in other parts of Africa? And could you maybe also draw a, a more detailed picture for our listeners what Embalu Festival is? <laughs> well, Embalu Festival, it's. I have grown up and known that it is only in Uganda, only in mm. Uganda, where men are circumcised and turned into, where boys are turned into men after circumcision. And it happens every even year, like I told in my mm. story, uh, because that is when, after a year, people are able to collect food for people to come and eat together. Mm. So, because people, like, you know, if you're staying in a community during the Imbal, people bring food because there are different people who are coming to eat as you as you prepare for those in-sessions, because it takes three days, three days. The first wow. day, they prepare, they prepare the boy. You go and mm. kick a banana plantation to see that, to, to see that if you're ready, 
Then you can kick a banana plantation and you break it down and you put it down. Eh? They say this one is ready for circumcision. <laughs> then they okay. take you for some. <laughs> they take you for some in sessions, mm. and then they and then that is the first day. So, second day is you move and you go to visit people. Like they support you. Some people give you money. They 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 they, they to show that they stand with you in this thing. And then mm. the third day is the day for circumcision. Wow. So those are three days. Then they circumcise you. That is, but in around the process, there's kadodi that, that I talked about. So there's dancing, I, people are dancing in celebration that their boy is going to be circumcised. Yes. That their boy is turning to become a man. A man, yes. Okay. <laughs> so it is so interesting the way that it is more of like a community, a culture festival. So it's mm. not only one boy, but there are always more and more. Yes, it's it's not like always one boy. Like people, like you said, it's a community thing. People come together to celebrate with you. That is why wow. people gather. And then there are also marks that are being given to see which son, like if there are five boys being circumcised in one community, they even give mm. marks who won. Who won? Because wow. when they're circumcising, you don't even have to blink an eye. You don't have to oh. shake. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> wow, you, you don't have to cry. <laughs> you don't have and to they, cry. Because when you cry, they call you a woman. So you grow up, they, 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 the way they treat you to be a woman. Like for you who cried, you can't even give advice in a community, in, in, a, in, in a gathering. I would like to just ask you, so how were your girls turned into women? Well, that we don't have that because mm. I think this culture focuses more on boys uh, being turned to men than girls. For us, we don't have those things of you being turned into a woman because mm. they just believe they, they for them their, their purpose is to prepare a boy child to be a strong woman, a strong man who will protect the family. That is why they make you to be they prepare you to be a strong man. That you always protect the family, your wife and the children. But women, they don't have anything that are trying to be mothers. Oh, and the question is that, is this festival still happening up to date? Is it organized by the state or is it like recognized legally by the state? And what happens if someone is not turned into a man? What happens if, is it a decision that someone decides? <laughs> Is it my decision to say I don't want to be turned into a man? I'm already a man. Can it's I run recognized from the cultural practice. It's recognized by by the government, but then it's not done everywhere in Uganda, only in the Mbar region. But then it is it is for the culture because you are sure you have to circumcise by all means. Now, if it's a decision you make. But then if you fail to make that decision, there's like a, 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 a thing that they give you. It's like a medication. They can put for you in food and mm. you want to be circumcised even if you don't want. So you just get that hunger, the thirst. And then you begin telling your father, I want to get circumcised. I want to get circumcised because of what you ate in the food. <laughs> so you want to be circumcised because of what you ate. So if they realize that you 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 you're getting the shyness and all that, they do that to you. Also, you can't mm. you can't run away from the culture because as long as you are sure that people who have tried to change names and mm. call themselves, but as rare as soon as they realize that you are mugisu, they will look for mm. you and circumcise you. Wow. 
So please, I'm quite scared. What if someone is leaving, not in Uganda, but it's a, a Mugishu coming from eastern part of Uganda, Mbali. For example, if they're living in a country like German, where you need to really travel, would they really look for that person and satisfy them? If you come back home, and they know that you say how how Af- Uganda is like you we know families. If I know that Otako has a son, mm. and that son was never circumcised because you know that we do it like communally. So we know the other one was circumcised in this year. This one was circumcised in this year, but this one we have never seen. What happened? You get okay. so they ask questions. But if what you are if- far, if mm. you are far. If you come back home, they can circumcise you if they realize that you're not. But then there are other people who have skipped this culture and they go to the hospital. But of course, Mm. you're not respected in the community because you were called a boy, like a girl, a woman, because you didn't stand for people to see you when you're being circumcised. Wow. That's interesting. I mean, I hope our listeners understand what circumcision is. If someone who's listening is not understanding what circumcision is, you can definitely go online, try to really look for circumcision, what it is for men. But also you need, you can also put into your Google search or the internet or internet and look for Uganda and then put in Mbari Bagishu circumcision or Kadodi. Yeah. Oh, you can also put Embalu Festival in Uganda. The moment you put that, you'll get more information about the culture of circumcision in Uganda. So, Sharon, you're a girl. Yeah. What, what if you, you as a girl, how were you, how were you uh, empowered in, 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 in a community, in a culture where boys have a, a ceremony that turns them to men? And how about the, the, the women? I, I don't know. I, I, I cannot talk on behalf of it because I'm not a woman. But you are a woman from Uganda and from this region. You, you don't need to be an expert on this. You can share your view. Yeah, like uh, for us, I told you it from it's, it's for us. We didn't have that. But it's just your mother who would talk to you. A woman does this. A woman does the other. So for us, our mothers are our guidelines, and there's no special occasion like circumcision that happens for us to to be turned into women. It's just your mother guiding you to become a, a better woman. A woman does this. A woman cleans. A woman cooks food. A woman. So as soon as you can do that, it was ready. You were ready to get married. But then yeah. I, I had that growing and uh, listening to stories that uh, mm. you know how you 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 use an axe uh, I don't know how to call that in English. If uh, you like could, for example, do... uh, like uh, when uh, someone is cutting a tree, is like is an axe. Like Okay. <laughs> that is when they will say, hey, you're ready. You t- you're ready to, to get married or you are ready to become a woman. You are now a woman. Yeah. So okay. they would look at things like cooking food. You, cl- you can cook, you can clean, you can, you can prepare a home. Then they'll be like, yeah, you're ready to be, you are now a woman. Was it the same with you? Because you didn't grow up with your mother. Like, yeah, that's what it, you it, yeah, it, it was this, me. I learned how to work early because my mother left me when I was a little bit young. So it was easy for me to turn into a woman because of how my stepmother used to give me work, cooking, mm. 
how to cook at the age of at the age of six. I knew how to cook food very well. So I believe I became a woman early. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I really understand that how it can be like yeah. So um also then I would like to ask you another question. You had brothers too. How mm. was it for them in the celebrating of this Kadodi celebration? Did you take part in the celebration? Because before you said, ah, in the story, I don't think I should any point participate in this Kadodi or in this Emerald Festival because of what happened. If you had brothers, were you able to participate in this ceremony? Yeah. I, I, I was because by that time I was I was I was participating because now my mm. brothers are all circumcised. So we mm. would participate. All of them are now circumcised, so I can't even join in the Kadodi. But all the sisters, when they're doing Kadodi dance, you have to mm. to to be there. Like you have to be at the forefront when your brother mm. is being circumcised. So there was no way you wouldn't refu- you would refuse. They would actually force you to come and stand with your brother. It's like a support system. Your presence is the only support the boys need around them. It's like you surround them uh, around so that next to them is the sister, is the mother, is the family. So that is what the only thing that they need to support them. So your presence alone is what they need in the Kadodi Festival Dance and Imbalu. And I have a question that just came up abruptly. What if someone Mm -hmm. passed away without celebrating or without doing this uh circumcision cultural practice when the when we are old enough what what happens i had stories that they would circumcise even if you're dead but then i have never seen it happen <laughs> okay so those were just myths about the old yes. celebration wow interesting yeah. <laughs> so yeah b- because of time and internet i would like to just ask you another question hmm. do you know how to dance kadodi I mean, do you know how to dance Kadodi? <laughs> I, I, I was learning, like dancing and all that until I was beaten. So I stopped. I don't know whether I can now do it. Because every time I see them passing by, I remember that memory and I'm like, no, I don't have to go there. Yeah, so I, I, I think I've forgotten because it's practice. <laughs> mm, but would you... Yeah allow your child or if you allow other children to experience the festival yeah anyway it seems that i've lost sharon again because of internet but when she comes back we are going to close our conversation as i told you we are hello yes i'm back. back yeah thank you sorry <laughs> I, I, I was still explaining yeah that, could you uh, please maybe explain from the beginning of what you were explaining yeah. I was saying I wouldn't allow my children to join this Kadodi dance because mm. it, it's it's fun. It's fun. The beats will also make you want to join like more and more and more. But then there are the repercussions, there are results that come out of it, like uh, girls getting pregnant when they're young. And mm. then, because I told you in my story that every woman is for every man and every man is for every woman and then every boy is for every girl. So people are loose, they dance in ways that are really, they make people to just want to have sex with them. So it is really hard 
that a girl will come outside there when they're not pregnant or something or drunkard or lost even on the way. So I wouldn't allow my children. I think I would be like my father, still protect my children from joining the Kadodi dance. Okay, thank you for sharing your your personal view of that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners on this podcast that maybe we have not talked about? I mean, yeah, if there's something else that you'd like to talk about or you'd like to share, you know. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. I would just like to encourage parents. Uh, I, I think if my father wasn't protective enough, I wouldn't be here. Too much freedom kills, it destroys. Um, you can trust a child, but then you also have to verify if they're doing the right thing. You check on them, you're accountable to them. They, are, they, they know that their parent is a parent who is outside there. Okay, thank you for your view about that. And as a social worker, I, I would really like to know more about your work that you do. And maybe you would like to share that with our listeners to know what you do as a social worker, if you're not doing now storytelling, I don't know whether you'd like to do storytelling again and again, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, after this podcast storytelling, I feel like I have a lot of stories to share. So I'm like, I'm waiting for another opportunity to be invited. <laughs> yeah, above my social work, I work with an organization called OMT Creative. Uh, the Arts for Change Center. It's in Uganda, in Kajansi. We create awareness on human trafficking. We also do film training, and then we also work in different activities. We have the garden that is around. We have a community library that is in the community. And so my work as a social worker, of course, it comes with challenges where you have young people around you, the children around you, and you you, you get to learn more. I have learned to, to, to work more with children. I've learned to come down to them to speak the language they speak. I have also learned to speak to the youth and be a little bit free, loose. If they say yo, you have to say yo, like the language of the youth. So I have become a better person being a social worker. And I believe it's fun to work with people. It's really fun. You learn a lot of things that you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's amazing to be a social worker. Uh, how can someone get in touch with OMT Creative in Uganda if they really wanted to get in touch with you guys to get to know more about your work? Are there platforms they can find you? Yes, you can find OMT Creative on Facebook. OMT Creative, the Arts for Change Center. And then you can also find us at on Instagram, OMT Creative. And then you also can find us on Twitter, OMT Creative Steel. And then you can also find us on email at info at omt.org. But you can also contact us on plus 256-788-CODRO7, like the four sevens, and then 98. You can also contact us. Thank you, Sharon, for your time and for having this wonderful conversation with us. And I'd like to say bye. These stories were directed by Zoe the Storyteller. Audio production for the stories was done by Adnan Singkumba. Many thanks to our project coordinator Nicholas Kaiwa and all the storytellers of Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1. For more stories, please visit hearmytruestory.com. For more information about Umuti Kreativ, visit umutikreativ.com. 
or send an email to info at omoti.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, yemaitruestory.com, for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.